Sweat Equity Podcast. In a, uh, in a streaming uh, video show. Uh, uh, episode 400. It feels, it. it feels good to be back in the studio. It's, I feel like back. it hasn't been, I haven't been here in a month. I know. It feels, it feels the crazy. fucking crazy. This is episode 400. We're, we're hyped. We did a lot of, uh, big time. We did a lot of D ball 400. We're, yeah. we're right it up, dude. Yeah. We, we got a pump on right beforehand. We're the number one comedy business podcast in the world. Woo! Pragmatic entrepreneurial advice with real raw dog. <laughs> Uh, listen Hate to us it. on anywhere you can find or find our podcasts, you know, your Apple podcast or Spotify, subscribe, rate, review, share the show with a friend, a loved one. This episode sponsored by Squarespace, create a customizable website or an online store with an all in one solution from Squarespace. Choose a website template and start your free trial today with a little linky link. There's a link in the description of this episode. Holler if you hear me. Linky link. A linky link. Link. Mm. A link to the past. Zelda, a link to the past link. Ah. You ready to get 400 going? Okay. Howdy toddy. It's called Sweat Listening to the Sweat Equity Podcast. Sweat Equity. I don't hear anything. I think it's still playing. Uh, we're having headphone issues. We'll edit this in post or not. Either way. It, it felt like that Dane Cook bit where he's talking about um, going in the drive-thru at Burger King. And it's either like, or it's like, it's like I'm bleeding from the ears. Now I don't hear anything, but the intro music might be over. No, you're getting your oh, I hear myself. Is, yeah, Jack. But I didn't. I didn't hear the music. Okay, well, yeah, we'll edit that in the post. Or I don't know why it stopped? Or forget? It was over it? Or I'll forget. Play it. Play a sound drop. Let's see. Money now. Okay. How's uh, how's Lizzo doing over there? I took Lizzo off. Why? Because we were going to start doing a clean show. Why? Who Fucking said that? Fucking thing sucks. When did, I don't know. What meeting was that at? I wasn't there. I thought we threw it around a little bit. Well, no, you have to, for the algorithm, if we if we do level up to focus on YouTube, which I, I keep saying I'm going to do. Oh, we could talk about that. Um, that audit that came my way. Yeah. I, oh, please, bring it up. Please. Because oh. uh, I, love, I love the... I love a cold email or cold LinkedIn message that negs you. Oh, yeah. Like, um, what is that guy's name? The pickup artist? Right. That his whole thing. Remember that guy? He's like 07, 2007, I think. Yeah, people swore by it. And a lot of dudes I knew that couldn't pick up women, <laughs> they, would, they, would try, they would try the pickup artist. Right. And it was one of those things where it was like, you go up to a girl and you go, you know, you're not that fat. Right. And then just kind of walk away or something. Yeah. Or just stand there until this haircut's okay. Well, they'd be like, I forget, I forget the whole, t- there's a whole like psychological tactic. And it's like, yeah, that's great if you want to pick up really broken women. Right. Yeah. And just have sex with them. Not really make any sort of connection whatsoever. Which for me, never had a one night stand. So it's one of those things where never had a pure one night stand, I'll say. Hmm. 
like a, you met someone that night, took them home, uh, had mediocre sex. Yep. And then uh, one, one, one way back in the day. Lay it on me. I don't know this story. Uh, it was at McDenton's. I think JP, friend of the program, local bar pictures. Yeah. Your, your local, local bar was bar that Friday has, nights of women drink whatever the hell they want. And you know, Average age is 23, probably there. We can't go there anymore. We're not oh, no, no, there no, 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 no. But Absolutely if you're 27, not. you're like a fucking geezer. Right. Um, but yeah, it's still around, which is unusual for bars like that. Uh, they get the early 20s crowd. It's been around for like 25 years now. But you, you met, her, met her at McDenton's. Plast- yeah. How about this plastic cup bar? Yeah, yeah. That's what you, that's that's what you to need it. to know. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, there's not much to it. Uh, I, you know. She wasn't that hot, obviously. It doesn't, you know, one night stand girls are not. Was it the big bouncer lady that worked there? You know her? <laughs> she beat up my friend, Whoa. my buddy Vince. <laughs> she bounced him out of the place. Whoa! And he's he's no small potato. Right. Yeah, yeah. he's a pretty strong guy, and he he got whooped by her. Okay, we're friends now. Well, speaking of getting whipped by women, she might listen to this show. <laughs> what up, girl? I got this email. Breaking down our YouTube so, channel, which we cold, don't give a shit about. Cold email, and I don't think she... This is definitely set up to make you incensed. Yes. This is an email that is sent that makes it look like she actually looked at it. So she kind of got you a little bit, because you were pissed. A little bit, but she didn't BCC people. She, she just put you know the other people's emails that she sent this to. Oh, She's yeah. We should reply line. back to... Yeah, reply all. Uh-huh. Is everybody else's thumbnails not impressive? She says that in, my, in this email. Uh-huh. SEO is not op- or optimized properly. The design of your banner and video thumbnails are not impressive. There are no channel trailers. Video SEO score is very low. And you need to promote social media platforms. To be fair, she's right. But yeah, I know, but the thumbnail part is not... That's We got good thumbnails. Well, um, oh, you know, I have She's right about everything? I ha- yeah, no, she's right about everything. Shit. I haven't uploaded... Uh, How much money should we pay her? This is from Fiverr. Yeah. Oh, Fiverr. Yeah. Well, I well Fiverr's see that. Fi- to everybody out there. Fiverr used. I I heard about Fiverr on Tosh Point Right. When you used when to it do was still for five dollars. Yeah, five bucks, and you could get people to do ridiculous stuff. Mm-hmm. Or like, I got a British lady to make my voicemail for uh, a job I had. Yeah. You know, like that's cool. Uh, stuff like that, and well, now it's like lick a pine tree for five dollars. Now they become more Upwork, where it's. Uh, a lot more expensive. Yeah. Like everything's like 20 bucks on there now. Yeah. That's like legit. Upwork is hilarious if you ever want to have a good laugh. By the way, if anybody wants to find, here's, here's, a, little, here's a little nugget, little nug, little Tampa nugget for you. Not, not We're the, all waiting. Not the cigarillo. We're all waiting. Go to socialwick.com. Not a sponsor, but if you want to get a bunch of fake followers, fake likes. Oh, yeah. Fake subscribers. If you're starting a brand and just want to, I only do it initially, usually, or like where we're at, like we'll do it for our YouTube channel because it's kind of dead. Yeah. And we're like, hey, maybe this YouTube thing's legit. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's going to stick around. Um, I guess. <laughs> we've, totally, we've totally ignored it. Right. Um, but it's one of those things where uh, I've been helping a couple brands out and I'm like, well, you don't, you you want to get going on this platform? You don't have there any followers. Shame. I know. I go. Everybody does it. Yeah. And if you really think about it, you're gonna do it one way or the other. Right. Right. You you're do gonna, it the long way or you, the short way. Well, 
if I'm a if I'm a brand too, and I need to look bigger than I am, I'm I want at least like ten thousand you know followers on Instagram or right. or subscribers on YouTube, and it's actually. I think I looked up like a hundred subs on uh, YouTube is like seventy bucks. Yeah, but if no, you're no, talking no, seven about, bucks. Sorry, right. Sorry. And if you're talking about a big time company, any sort of doing any sort of numbers like that's nothing. Mm-hmm. You can get it where it needs to be for you know, and it's one time thing. They do go away. Some of them, some of them they don't retain, but. Most of the time, you know, it'll stick around for the like you get like sixty percent stick around rate. Yeah, yeah, you know? no, I, I mean, I I forget which accounts I did them on for per, my personal ones, but I think a good majority of them st- stay for at least a while. You know? Yeah, but uh, you know, trying to put up put out those reels, and right. I, I'm trying to get. In a, I can't figure out a rhythm to do it for us. I just need to. At least clip something out as soon as we're out of here. I know. We've got high-quality video at our fingertips. We don't do it. Right. And I look like shit. So I'm going glasses on. because pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't feel great. Okay. You know? Well, that's different. Comes um, from the inside, then. Well, I, you know, I'm a little burned out because I fucked myself over uh, nerding out. On the weekend, when I should, uh-huh. I knew I should. I, uh-huh. I was like, "Ooh, I don't have, I don't have anything planned. I don't have the kids from Saturday afternoon until next Thursday. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get a lot. I'm gonna get so much stuff done. Uh, this never-ending list. I'm gonna fucking murder it. And yeah. I was already in a good work. You know, like you get in that mode where like the momentum of it yeah 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 like the I'm I just a, did that thing I'm gonna do another thing now yeah I think of it as a productivity boner like you're just like yeah you gotta yeah. bring boners into everything right? well you know oh what by the way that, that censoring thing it's a 10 minute good boy clock so apparently <laughs> is like now we can start yeah cursing. no I've heard a lot of podcasts that go you gotta wait 10 minutes until you can bring up uh, that but eating that disease that got around everywhere a couple of years ago. I don't even want to oh, say really? it. Yeah, because we can get flagged for that. If we ever do get monetized, this video could get demonetized. Big deal. Zika, Zika, Zika. <laughs> Ebola. I'm not scared. Um, you know, the, so there's a lot of that. If you talk about that specifically, and That's or weird, uh, talk about using uh, a four letter R word. Um, a, you know, it, it doesn't even matter if you're like, what is the four letter R word? Um, it's not a bad word. Uh, it's when you kind of, uh, foist yourself aggressively on a woman. Oh, you know that you can't say rape. Well now, great. Well, we've we're past the 10 minutes and I'm just guessing what you're not allowed to say. It's not, we're not even talking about oh, yeah, it. Let's, let's do this. Like, both, pa- let's do this like password. <laughs> we're absolutely like not supporters of it or anything. Jesus. No. It's not, I mean, God, YouTube, get off our backs about it. I'd like to say this show is, um, and I don't need your clearance or approval to go to say this, we are an anti-rape podcast. I, yes, obviously you can Maybe the number that. one anti-rape podcast. I, you're right. I think we are. <laughs> I think the number one anti-rape business comedy podcast in the universe. Oh, no, we're both. We're both the number one business comedy, uh, business slash comedy, comedy slash business, but we're also the number one anti-rape I know, podcast. But if no one really has that together, title. Then we definitely have it. It's like climbing a mountain uh, before anybody else. No one's really claimed it. We're claiming it. Um, it's ours. Yes. <laughs> Mount Comedy Business. That's how you do Donald Trump like uh, number 45, number what, 44, 46? 
Is that what they're saying? What? Which, what president number is he? 45? I don't know. I just, I've been hearing a lot of like people like, he's coming back, dude. 45 and 47. <laughs> That's their code. Why not? That's the code, dude. Why not? DeSantis is going to kick here. him out. We survived, so whatever. Um, so bring it. Plus, I don't think he did it that bad of a job, but that's just me. Um, uh, look, we got a lot of things going on in the world that is fucking crazy. That Ohio railroad stuff, where there's literally we'll like get a, to that. We'll a get new, to it. it looks like a nuclear fallout is over. Right. There's cl- there's chemical clouds blocking the sun. Did you know, in 2022, a movie came out? Yeah, 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 on Netflix called White Noise. About a train derailing and the town around it having a chemical disaster yep. filmed uh-huh. and, in, know, in it, East Palestine. Yeah, yeah. That's, the, that, we're living in the Matrix. This is stupid. They're not, the writers are getting lazy. I think that I, I, every time I hear we live in a Matrix, I always feel like that's a lazy, <laughs> that's a lazy thing. You know, that's like... I saw the Matrix. That's what the Matrix. That's probably wants me uh, to yeah, think. right, right. I feel like that's an easy, an oversimplified kind of thing to say. Um, not to rag you. Well, it's you, a very you're my ragu. Fun coincidence. No, that's not cre- for those people. That is weird. But that is us. that is creepy. But I would bet if I'm playing pragmatist here, uh, armchair pragmatist, you know, Monday morning pragmatist. Uh, you would bet that some location scout was like, this is place is just, they're also like a, a civil engineer, and they were like, this place is ripe. Yeah, yeah, actually, yes. derailing. That's where I was going, yeah. That's people, what you think happened. Well. That the, 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 the people the scouting that, the location of the film were like, oh, man, this looks like a shithole that's going to go up in flames. The probability of it happening like that, even if you pick the worst, the, the worst spot for that to happen in, yeah, but I, there, apparently this stuff has been looming like, the, the unions are fucked up because they're over. They're they're mad because they're overworked, and we don't pay attention to it because it's the railroad, right? right. Like, you're how like, are those not just kind of doing their own thing at this point? Well, and you're not checking the tracks for quality. It's not like you only probably yeah. find out if the tracks are fucked up if something fucks up on it. Right. Right. Um, I mean, don't they get to drive those cool trucks that have the train wheels on them, and you <laughs> drive it up on there, and that's how they do it. Yeah, but what is it? Why are they not doing that? What are that? those pederast ones going to do? <laughs> Let me do that job. But those are jits. Like, what are they going to do? Those guys, it's got to be like. They could be like, hey, it's broken here. Somebody smarter than me, come fix it. Yeah, but those guys are probably on the level of like a, a Chick fil A mascot guy. Like, it's not like they're, they're probably crackheads running those things. I mean, you would think. How are they not automated? I don't know. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. Um, but. Well, a part of it's because there's no money to put into it. It's not like the infrastructure with highways and stuff. There is like government subsidies in it, but it's not like it's not paid attention to nearly as much because it's icky and it's logistics and it's distribution and it's gross. And then it's also owned by a lot of big corporations. Yeah. Um, So we got to move our chemicals somehow. Well, yeah, I mean... And those chemicals are not cheap. Look, I watched The Prestige recently, and I was like, man, I want to ride the rails in Colorado. That looks fucking sweet. Yeah. Trains are fun. The Prestige... Like a good train ride. Yeah. I'd, I'd just love to go, I'm going to spend a week on a train and just just choo-choo around, you know? Mm, like that Wes Anderson movie? Yeah, yeah, the Darlie Geeling... Darlie Limited? Mm-hmm, which I like better than The How Life Aquatic. How dare you... <laughs> What? That movie is a downer. 
Uh, yeah, I, it's not one I would put on a lot, but no. if I saw it on, I might I pop it on. Aquatic is fun and just, you know. Well, <laughs> your fiance just blew my mind, and right. I still don't believe it. And I'm, I got what did in, I say? I said, let's not talk about it in public. Fine, fine. No, say it. No, you say it. Well, her I'm favorite not gonna say, movies. She gave her three favorite her movies. Her favorite movie is Life is Beautiful, the Italian no, no. Holocaust movie. Oh, I thought you were going to say the Italian job was one of no. them. No. I was like, nah. Uh, Green Mile is one of them. A bummer. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, American History X. Yeah. What was that last one? I'm sorry? It's about American history. Oh, and um, Malcolm X? I think it was part 10. Part 10 of 10. She loves Ethan Supley. That's her favorite actor. I don't. That, that's a deep pull that I, know. I, I do not get. He, he's the fat guy from what? Rats. That's what? Like, that's now jacked. Have you seen him? The guy with like he's got like it's a, not a schooner. It's like a sailboat a from pace, Rats. Like a. He was on My Name Is Earl. Yeah, he's got like a. He looks like he has a gym blossom all the time. Dude, he's yoked now. You haven't seen him? That's what actors can do. They can just do that with their time. But he puts Chris Pratt fat to ripped. Like, he fucking went. He was fatter, and he's more ripped. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the biggest... uh, Big swing. Yeah. Anyway. um, Yeah, that that movie, and I was saying, the part of the movie I hate, you know, other than the racism and stuff like that. Right, 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 right. right. Um, It it is the basketball scene Mm -hmm. in Venice Beach... Uh, and they're wearing jeans, which is like that feels like a director just said, right. like, yeah, people play in jeans. Like, didn't you guys see Top Gun and like, the backlash from Top you. Gun? It's just like Top like, Gun. How stupid is this? Uh, like, I kind of get maybe in San Diego because it is it does get chilly. Maybe Top Gun is different. It's you know fighter pilots and they're playing volleyball. I, I don't can, know. Is I, it? I, is I can, it bad? I, don't know. I can make an argument. Top Gun jeans it is 80s way... 80s, it's kind of cheesy, campy, you know... But, like, fighter fun. pilot guys are, like, dads when they're 20. You know, like, they're, right. they're, they're already, like, kind of dorks already, you know? Yeah. And so, like, I can see that way more than I can see, like... The badass. First off, being 5'7", five, 5'8", five, whatever Edward Norton is... Right. He might be six foot, maybe. I don't know. But like give him six two. Okay. He's not dunking like he did in that movie. I think he does a reverse jam and I go, no. <laughs> I think yeah. I think it came out when we were in eighth grade and I was like openly I'm out. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah. No um, matter how great of an actor you are, you can't act like you're a good athlete if you're not. And I used to play on those courts. I lived in Marina Del Rey, right? Ooh, humble brag. Like I lived like seven blocks south of that. And I'd go there and, and play basketball sometimes, and I was like, uh, with our in jeans, with the guest we can't get on the podcast, Andrew Santino. <laughs> um, I don't think you actually know him. I I just found a video. I swear to God, I just went through old hard drives, and I found a video of him hosting a show at the Comedy Store when I did a tour in 2010. And I have we have a video before the show of him fucking with someone outside trying to use the ATM from inside the Comedy Store. Mm. I'll post it. I, I okay. swear to God. Um, Everybody be looking out for that post. Well, he, um, you know, he's like Bert. He's skyrocketed. Yeah. And Bert just sold out fucking Amelie Arena. Yeah, hanging out with Derek Brooks. Oh, Did you see the, Wade the Boggs. shirtless picture of him and Wade Boggs and Mike Allstott? Mike Allstott's looking ripped, speaking of ripped. I know, I know. I was so bummed. I was like, I wish I... I know. I, I could, Wade I, Boggs shirtless is pretty awesome. And you see his hair all grown out? Mm-hmm. Oh my dude! And friend of the program, Dave Williamson, who snuck me in the back the back door before yeah. probably would have helped again if I didn't have my kids. 
And be his solo dad. So is he protecting me? But back to the kids, uh, American History X, one of the least rewatchable movies, too. She was just joking. <laughs> She's just joking around. It's not her favorite movie. By the way, not white. Like, it would be weird if she was white, but like, or almost make more sense. <laughs> yeah. But not like she Lily like White. I said, she's just joking around. Yeah, that was a joke. She's this just is a, joking look, around. This is a comedy podcast, guys. It's That'd com- be crazy. It's a comedy podcast, y'all. Everything we say is under the guise of comedy. Uh, it's all comedy, jokes. And We're so, all just joking around. Yeah. So everything's under allegedly umbrella. Yeah, um, yeah. Just put that beginning and the end. In case she sues you. Um, so. I nerded out. You, I made fun of you first for nerding yes, out on. Thank you. Uh, for well, here let's start this way. Let's go macro yeah, to micro. Go back out. So we're finding out the NFT stuff almost seems like a Ponzi scheme setup at this point, right? Right. Uh, and it does seem like a very. If you want to get conspiracy with it, I think when the dust settles, we're going to find out. There's a lot of money in it from a very few people, right? In the beginning. I would believe that. To create this marketplace, right? To create this intangible, you know, a non-fungible token. Right. Uh, and I think it makes more sense to go old man on this to go for tangible physical collectibles. The collectibles market if you really see how things are going with tech, less things are going to be tangible. Right. Right. And that's just horse sense. We don't have to look up any market stats right. on that. We just know, you know, you used to have a physical phone in your house. And if you do now, you're fucking weird. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. that cordless, that you had a cordless phone. Right. And you had two lines sometimes. You had to stand in the kitchen like an asshole. Oh yeah. With do the, all your business in the kitchen. I had a time. curly Q one and in sure. middle school, you're trying to talk to a girl, like pretending you care for an hour right. on the phone and right. just like hiding. Yeah. <laughs> Close the door uh-huh. with the curly Q uh-huh. phone in the uh-huh. other room. Yeah. Um, and so like things will, there will be a lot less things. How about that? Yeah, not to sound like Louis C.K. or something. I mean, but there's but just gonna be less things. To go back to the Ponzi scheme thing, you know, lots of things are Ponzi schemes. Our money is Ponzi scheme. Our, the money we use is just a belief in something. We all agree it's worth something, and you know. Oh, you're a gold standard as, guy. No, no. I mean, it's not so much that. It's just like my point is, there's Ponzi schemes that can work for everybody as long as you keep them going. You know it's weird. I was actually a lot of crypto shit. I, Ponzi scheme. I while I was nerding out, I was watching the Bertie Madoff documentary. <laughs> On the flip side, the four piece, the four right. four or four piece series. Yeah. While going through this, I didn't even put these two things together until now. Um, you know, just good. Sometimes classical music. Sometimes Bernie Madoff's family crying yeah. about how he didn't really do anything wrong. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, you got into, you're kind of already into it with, uh, shoes. You're a sneaker head. Right. I don't like that term, but that's, that's all I got. Right. But I feel like- I wear my shoes. I don't, I, I mean, I collect them because I have a bunch of them, but like, and I do have that, that, that hunger where I'm like, Ooh, I have to have those sort of thing with like that. I would get the same way with a collectible. Maybe I'm glad you know I don't have it. Like I, I was telling it, I went out with a girl and I go, uh, I am so blessed. I don't have any kinks or fetishes, right? Because I feel like huh. that's a huge 
time waster as well as like mental ram space right right of like me just looking for feet to like yeah. you know or or whatever quicksand like porn yeah, you have all these fucking you know you need to have a to-do list before you want to get romantic right i was like i mean i'm very vanilla when it comes to all that so i hope that works for you right. if you're into stuff having having you know, sex is a pretty Cool. Yeah, vaginas are great. I don't need. Cool. I don't need much cool more. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I feel that way with some of this stuff. Getting obsessed with like shoes would be one that I could get into. Yeah, and I would spend a lot of free time, pro- like time I should be doing something else, like ogling. You know, <laughs> sure. like I, I will say the cross trainers, the trading cards, have taken up way more of my time than the shoes ever did. Mm-hmm. Just a little background. Law and I were once young children with uh, dreams and around, I don't know, I think I was like eight when I started collecting comic books, comic book cards, baseball cards, all that stuff. And you just have baseball, right? And other sports, but you didn't nerd out as hard as I did. I had some comics, but I, I as you know on this show, I can't read very well. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, I didn't even read them when I was a kid. So I, I never really liked the thing of buying them and then never being able to flip through them. You know? Like, I'm with you, like, with the shoes. Like, you wear them. Right. You know, they get utility. But if you bought them as an investment, that's a different thing. So yeah. it's kind of tough because you tow both lines. Like, cards are a little different because you can't really play with them. No. And so they need to just kind of sit there. Right. Um, so I, go ahead. What, you were, oh, no, I was just saying we, I don't, I guess I, I busted out the cards. And I, I used to have a coin collection. And too. I hit you up. Oh, I got a bunch of coins in there too. <laughs> really? Yeah. Like my dad gave me those to give to Jess's mom. My dad, there, did it have the, like the little penny loafer slot? Uh-huh. And then it's like, oh, yeah. you need to get one, a quarter for every year. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah. what I had too. Yeah. Um. God, I want to tell like teenagers this stuff like you know what was cool <laughs> you guys or I tell you like, ever seen a penny like my kids are five and six so they think it's dope to have a coin collection because they still don't really understand how much stuff costs but right. like if they're if they're your kids's age they probably not my kids don't give a shit <laughs> right like i would love to see you talking to them and go hey you guys want to start a coin collection <laughs> yeah no it's not even not even going to bother Breaching that subject. You should film that. Just like secretly yeah. film you going, sit them down at the table and set up a camera and go. I think you would be good if you guys just start collecting pennies, you know, like rare ones. Not and then just like all the pennies. I'm not like saving money. I mean, like looking you, at the coins. You got to open up the book and go, like, this could be Look yours. at this one from 1921. <laughs> but this is mine. It you was, can't have this. It was one. made in San Francisco. You can tell by the S. Um, yeah, exactly. Get real, like, nerdy with them about it. And just, I want, what? I want a single camera on both their faces of just like, Dad. Right. What are you talking about? Get up and leave. So you got you were like looking into your baseball cards. Yeah, I was just going through them, and um, then I was like, "Do you have any?" And you sent me a, a picture of all the ones you had. I had the foresight when I was like, I had a bunch of Donruss, nineteen eighty six, no eighty seven to like ninety cards yeah. in 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 the set, yeah. not opened. I came home. Was doing stand up, came home on a comedy tour, had three of the comics staying at my parents' house when we were in Tampa doing shows. We got wasted and opened all of them. 
Yeah, you know. This is when I was 24. I'm 38 that, now. Like, I don't even think it really made much of a difference. No, because after looking it up, it's not. I thought it would be more valuable to keep them in there, but I guess you need to know what you're kind of selling. Right. It's not like a mystery bag is better. Yeah. Um, and then uh, I had the foresight to go uh, tell my mom, hey, keep those, put them in a container. Like, if I have a son, I will give them to him. And they've just been with me for... I don't know, 10 years after my fa- my parents moved out of their place yeah. uh, into a condo. And so, like, I've had those cards just sitting there. <laughs> I didn't know I might be sitting on a gold mine. Right. Did I ever tell the story on the podcast of my dad's baseball card collection? No. I know you've heard it, but my dad had a baseball card collection before he went off to college, you know. Oh, you, did tell had, me, you told me this. It's yeah. like... He he looks at cards now that are worth a hundred thousand dollars. Like I had that card. Oh, I had that that's card. just torture, dude. He had he had literally just uh, garbage bags full of them, and my grandma gave them away to some distant relative who then took my dad's card collection and made a career out of it. And now he's like an expert on trading baseball cards. Can we get him on the podcast? Maybe. Because I was like, we should leverage the podcast, get a guest that can explain if we have cards that are worth a shit. Right. Can you just do it here instead? And so uh, the collectibles, physical collectibles market will reach uh, 692 billion by 2032. And so, you know, it's all about uniqueness mm-hmm. and scarcity. Yep. Uh, baseball cards, especially because I was I was slacking you about. I was like, I just spent. I, I did, look. I went through them and I was like, you you. So I gave you mine to go mm-hmm. through. You put you separated a bunch into a box mm-hmm. in a cardboard box. Yeah. Like not protected for a lot of them. No, I was glad you did it. But I started doing a thing with my kids and I go, I'll give you nine cards every night. And I go, these are worth something. Not thinking, maybe I should look these up. Yeah, and I started. That's giving, why I put them in the box. I know I didn't think about it. I just was like, uh, I just kept thinking this is a nice thing to do, and like, and then I, I doubled back this this weekend after like day four of doing Looks this. Looks made an airplane. And I was like, I should I should maybe look into some of these cards just to see the value, and then I went down a rabbit hole. It, I haven't done something where. I was like, okay, I'll cut it off at like three, and then I looked up and okay, it's six. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, because I, I did, I did the same thing. I'm like, well, you know, I gotta find the one without the dot after the C. And I was, I was making fun of you, and you made fun of me hard. And then I was like, yes, I got you. Well, at but, the time, you were kind of like looking for the next thing you were doing, and right. it's like, uh, are you just chilling? Right. Look Eric, at that Beckett. Maybe look at the maybe so look at the jobs. So like. The part, I, and now I now I empathize. Part of the problem with baseball cards, especially, is the valuation. There's no one real space to look up value, right? Yeah. It's there's a market price, and then there's like a value price set by an authority called like PSA, and then there's a bunch of other ones underneath that. Right. But PSA seems to be the one that you'd send cards to to get officially checked. Yeah, right. and they look at the condition, and something's crazy that not everybody might know is like it's not just like are the corners bent, it's like was it printed directly in the middle? Was it completely perfectly centered? Right. Which obviously, when you think about it, yeah, that makes the card a more perfect card. But I never would have thought that. Like I didn't print the card. I thought once I picked it out, it was on me, you know. And it's like no, it's not just what happened, what you did with it. So yeah, every 
deck has its own every like so every brand and then like year has its own uniqueness to it like it'll have its own like unique set of cards or errors right that make it but like so our sweet spot seems to be like 86 to probably like 93 right which right. was a terrible time. I mean, the eighties, late eighties, that that wasn't as bad. But the early nineties was they just flooded, flooded. Yeah, it. upper deck I thought was tight because right. because it's glossy and then a hologram yeah, and, they and were, those are dog they're shit everywhere. They're everywhere. Right. I started looking up like how many cards were printed per brand, and then like going, oh, that's why upper deck sucked. You right. Know? But my short notes for anybody listening that's made it this far is um, is. 400th episode. If you have any in that in that era, King Griffey Jr. seems to be like the number one. Yep. If, if you've got any of those. King Griffey Jr., Barry Bonds, Bo Jackson, uh, mm-hmm. you know, all the... Nolan Ryan, Nolan if you go Ryan's all the way one. back to... Cal Ripken. Um, Ripken, you got to go all the way back, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, McGuire. If you can find the Billy Ripken fuckface card, that's great. That's, that, that's the biggest one, That's yeah. the best one. There's a misprint. That's just the coolest one. Had, Fuck face written on the, the nub of his bat, and, and then it was in the baseball card. And I was going deep, dude. Did you know there's Topps Tiffany cards that were printed? Some were printed white on the back instead of gray, and those are way more valuable. Those are like four times more valuable. So if you had King Griffey Jr. Topps card or whatever, uh, and it was printed on the what they call the Tiffany, I don't mm-hmm. know why, but it, white instead of gray. Yeah. It's like four or five There's times. There's all kinds more. of weird shit like that. But I feel like that is just from that period. Like now, I don't think they have that same yeah, but level of error cards and stuff like that. But what they do do... People fuck up. Is there's a lot more like tiers of, you know, an NBA basketball card set. Like they'll have like five different kinds that are like one's way more expensive, one, you know... And they all oh, do that now. It's all algorithmic now, right? right? They've, they've got models that probably set it up years before they print them. You yeah, know? Like, yeah, exactly. There are, I did see like, there are like, they did like a 1987 style of cards that came out in like 2020. That Some of them are. Yeah, oh, but, I got some. But they go, they're only like, we're only going to print three on the purpose of making this like yeah, yeah. very scarce or whatever yeah. it is, you know? Yeah, but um, that's what's interesting is after really digging deep, I was like, damn, I feel like the best way to make money, if you're just looking to like buy and sell and like make some quick money, is buying new cards and looking for rookie cards. And for example, flipping them? Flipping them. Like Trevor Lawrence, right? Mm hmm. Good hair. May or may not be a great football player, (laughs) but I got a Trevor Lawrence rookie card that like I want to send off, get it graded, and then sell it now before. You know, he becomes a true Jacksonville Jaguar and starts to suck. Right, right. Well, it's just, it's a weird. But that's the same logic you had when you were a kid. Not really, though. I didn't realize that. That I was just holding on to it forever, thinking the longer I hold on to it, the more it'll be worth something. Yeah. So, and part of the thing I don't understand yet is the ungraded so, so low. I I can't tell by, I don't have a jeweler's loop and I don't have the eye to tell, like, this would probably get a grade nine. There's one to 10, I guess. 10's like mint, right? Yeah. Uh, but I did stumble upon a Barry Bonds. Man, and it's just been in a case. And it's weird that it's just, I just feel weird that it's been sitting there for right. decades, right? It's a 1987 Topps uh, chewing gum 
trading card, Barry Bonds rookie card yeah. that has four or five errors on it. Yeah. And so are you convinced that you you got the legit deal, like four error card for real? Oh, dude, I, I wouldn't have slacked you if I didn't like look at it for 20 minutes and yeah, like, holy shit. This amount of shit. Well, because I was like, if I, I was like, if I slack him and don't really look at this, this is just going to be backfired. Plus, I need to find out now. Yeah. No, while, no, I, while I'm nerding trust me, out. I've done it five times where I'm like, I'm going to be so rich from this. And well, it's like, oh, there's a hundred of these. and uh, But it's like you said in Slack, it's like, it's either worth $6 or it's worth $70,000. Right, exactly. <laughs> Somewhere in between there. And you're like, fuck. And then now you're, and now we're talking about like, let's send 10 cards. Let's put them together to send a PSA. You yeah. Need, no, we're going to do that. It we costs 20 it. bucks a card to do. So there's, there's then we have to buy insurance on the shipment. I know, but there's stuff you can do. They have like uh, memberships and stuff that we can do temporarily to get a dialed into it. I just want to do it with what we think we the highest value cards we have are. Yeah. And you know, because if you get that, you get that official stamp on there, then you've legitimized it. It's not right because apparently there's there's a lot of people that fuck people over online too. Right. With this stuff, and so I would. See, I would try to go to an auction house first, maybe, because they'll do the, they'll do all that shit for you at a vig, but then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, but they're not a recognized grading source. No, no, no. I'm saying get it graded, and then if let's say I do have oh, this Barry Bonds card uh, okay. that is in mint condition because it's just been in a case, yeah, uh, the whole time. That maybe that's what you do with like cars, right? Right. And they take a big vig, but they will get probably more than you would peer to peer, like on eBay. Right. And then dealing with baseball nerds, I'm already getting anxiety of just like fucking. I know they're not. There's no way that's a just an easy sell. Right. Uh, yeah. They'll pick it apart. Those fucking nerds. Well, I, I think, think I think we did it. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad we didn't spend the whole episode nerding out because I could really go through every. I know we could every, go for another hour. I have my old collection up of stuff I just earmarked. By the way, there's no real good database. There's no good real search. Nothing. You, you told me about the Cardstock app, and I was like, I don't want to individually scan every card I have kind right. of thing. And, and I, that'll throw a value, but I'm pretty sure the values are fucked up on that too. So it's just like, I don't know, man. You pretty much, if you want to get into it, you got to get them slabbed, baby. I think we got to find, uh, let's find your guy. And this is like with anything, right? Where you want to get into whatever industry, you know, let's yeah. find someone through someone we trust because there's a lot of not, not so trustworthy stuff in the collectible market, right? Mm-hmm. Let's find people who've been there. That's why we have guests on this show to tell us about business because it, they're the expert in what they do usually. Yeah. <laughs> and the older the fucking uh, guest, the better because they would be like, Here's all the shit I want to tell you that I fucked right. up, Listen, and here's what I know, you know. Um, and I feel like we gotta, we gotta, uh, yeah, leverage this podcast. All right, get an expert on. Right, I'll text my dad. Let's call Mister Beckett of Beckett's Magazine. All right, all right. Good job. Good job by you.